Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night, an Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. We're your hosts. My name's Cortland. And I'm Brandon. And in our podcast, we take apart each episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, scene by scene, and discuss it in detail. This show is prime early 90s Canadian acting at its best, or in some cases worst. We're here to laugh our way through seven seasons and 91 episodes. So whether you're a fan of the show, Dink, the No, mister, accent on the won't you come play with me? Hey, we're just having a goof. Or experiencing it for the first time. We know there's nothing better than staying up all night with a scary story. Have you ever heard a story and thought someone should really turn that into a movie? I had to learn a lot of not. Tune into Scriptbait and hear some of the strange, funny, or dramatic stories from history that have Hollywood written all over them. And, and he hatched kind of this scheme that, to me, is 100% an episode of Trailer Park Boys. Find Scriptbait wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I like where this is going already. <laughs> MacGyver, SG-1 Chapter 13 The Catch The Past There was a chill in the air as the morning fog hung over the pond behind Jack O'Neill's cabin. The dew on the grass made the blade shine brighter than usual as the sun cut through some passing clouds. Jack tossed his line in the water as he settled back on his folding chair. He had a matching one next to him for his weekend guest. The brother, he didn't know he had until recently. The airman knew he had an exceptionally interesting life, but even going off-world and fighting space bad guys had become comfortable for him. 
odd that the recent revelation of a twin brother would be the thing that caused him such unease and discomfort. This weekend was an effort to change that. He invited MacGyver to his cabin to learn more about him and let him get to know more about what his life had been like up until now. As he sat quietly staring at the ripples in the water, he went over what he knew so far. He was a remarkable person, he had to admit. The life he led was even more complex than his own. Much like himself, Max seemed to run towards danger. Never married, or without the responsibility of kids. That was until one showed up fully grown. At least he didn't go through the heartache of losing a child like Jack did. Jack shook off the dark feeling that crept in whenever remembering Charlie. His son should only be remembered for the good times, he told himself. He was still working on that part. As he cast his line into the water again, he can hear a car pulling up onto the property. He had arranged for a car to be at the Air Force Base when Mac got off the plane from California. He wanted to make his trip as hassle-free as possible. Jack? A voice came from the front of the cabin. Back here! He yelled back. After a few seconds, MacGyver appeared off the side porch. His hair was shaggier than Jack's, but his sense of style wasn't far from his own. Mac's blue sweatshirt, white Henley shirt, and faded blue jeans blended well with Jack's typical lazy weekend choice of old red and black plaid buttoned down over a random t-shirt and tan cargo pants. They both favored sneakers. Jack could see the collapsible fishing rod in Mac's one hand and a paper bag in the other as he made his way down to the dock. Nice place, Jack. Mac loved how traditional the outside looked. A real log cabin tucked back in the woods surrounded by trees and only one dirt road in, away from the outside world. Thanks. It's what I've always wanted. Do you have anything like it? Well, used to borrow my buddy's cabin from time to time. Yeah? What happened? Remember Murdoch? Ah. That psychopath. Jack had no issue putting him down. 
guy gave him the creeps. He can only imagine the nightmares MacGyver must have had. Here. Take a seat. I got y'all set up here. I got a thermos of coffee and some orange juice, if you'd rather. I know how you like to be healthy. Jack slid the cooler over. Max smirked as he took a small bottle. He could tell Jack was really making an effort to be a good host. Well, I'll start with the OJ and work my way up to the coffee. What's in the bag? Mac brought it forward. Well, some of the folks at the SGC were giving me tips on things you like. And since I don't drink beer, I went with donuts. Jack's eyes grew wide as he peeked inside the bag. Ooh, nice. Jelly? Obviously. Uh, Boston cream, glazed. I tried to get all the biggies. As Jack took a powdered jelly from the bag, he tipped it towards his brother who reached in for his own. They sat quietly while they finished their pastries and stared out over the water. Once he was done, MacGyver wiped his hands and stretched out his fishing pole and looked around for the bait. You got worms? Not since I got back from the vet. They smiled at each other before Jack continued. Actually, I have a secret weapon. Max Brow raised, intrigued. Beef stick. He held out a generic version of beef jerky wrapped in a vacuum-sealed plastic bag. I don't know why, but it always seems to do the trick. Catch a lot of fish here, do you? MacGyver looked out and could see all sides of the pond. Oh, would I stock it? But for me, it's really not about the fish. It's about the fish in. Max head snapped back to look at Jack in shock. My grandpa Harry used to say something similar. What? You don't fish for fish, you fish for fishing. Now it was Jack's turn to look surprised. Yeah? What was he like? Mac settled in 
and cast his line and smirked, trying to find the words. Oh, Harry. Harry could be the most crusty, cranky, stubborn guy you'd ever want to meet. But he was also wise, sweet, loving. Taught me a lot about life and having the right frame of mind. I really think you would have liked each other. Jack nodded in agreement. He pictured a cross between Abe Lincoln and Daniel Boone. Do you know any of your grandparents? Uh, not really. I mean, most were gone before I came along, and the one grandfather passed when I was four. It was just me and my parents. How were they? Mac felt safe to dig a little. Fine. Two sides of the same coin, basically. My mother was affectionate. My father was stern. MacGyver looked over for more, but didn't push. Jack let a moment pass before explaining. It was a generational thing, I think. They didn't get a lot of affection or heart-to-heart -heart conversations, so... He didn't know how or know what to do with feelings. I don't know. Emotionally immature, I guess. So... You weren't close? Well, as close as he'd let me be. He was military, so his way of showing me love was by trying to fix broken toys and bikes. He wanted me to be safe and taken care of. I think that's why I joined the Air Force. locks you into a structure. What about you? Mac looked down at the dock. Well, my dad died in a car accident with my grandma when I was 10. He was great. He missed the tough teen years. I wonder if I would have hopped from job to job so much if he'd been around. I, my mom was an artist, so I was raised around the smell of oils and paints. 
She died when I was on a mission. I didn't even know until the day of the funeral. I felt really guilty about that for a lot of years. Jack couldn't believe how much he was sharing. He was usually much more private about his life. However, he wanted to know about his lost family and knew he had to give in order to get. Yeah, uh, well, my mom was quiet, mostly. But the mama bear would come out if somebody hurt me. She made up for my father in the affection department. But she wasn't too thrilled about my military ambitions. I just wanted to fly. It's amazing we never crossed paths in Vietnam. Mac took a swig of his juice before responding. That was not one of my better ideas. I wanted to help save lives, but jumped in without looking. I disarmed bombs, but hated all the yelling and shooting. You know, for a guy who hates guns, I really took a wrong turn. <laughs> How did you avoid it? I joined the bomb squad. But that was a dark period for me. I mean, imagine being waist deep in rain and muck and a bomb ticking down and people shooting at you and guys around you dropping. Jack poured some coffee in a cup next to him as he smirked. Oh, I think we both have some stories to tell this weekend. He wondered who had the most dangerous life and who sustained the most injuries. It would be interesting to find out. As the day went on, the fog lifted from the water, and the brothers traded tales of their life and family. Once in a while, one would catch a fish, but would toss it back. Jack always joked that there were no fish in his pond. But that was only because he didn't really care if he got one or not. It was about relaxing. They soon wondered if it was the same fish. So, Jack, you ever get anybody else to come up here with you? Not yet. Daniel keeps his nose in those books, and Tilk, well, he seems confused at the concept. I think I'll convince him pretty soon. The troubleshooter couldn't help but look for trouble. 
in Carter. Jack looked shocked at the implication. What about her? I'm her commanding officer. Max smiled at the fact that he had touched a nerve. Relax, Jack. We're only talking about fishing. That's all. Jack eased back into his seat. You know, but now that you mention it, what's the deal with you two? Nothing. Carter's my second-in-command and a brilliant scientist. I admire her very much when I understand what she's talking about. Besides, regulations forbid any romantic relationships. Mac just stared, waiting to see what other excuses he was going to offer. After a moment, he responded. Well, if you're not going to pursue anything with her, do you mind if I don't even joke about that? Jack instantly answered. Mac looked back out with the devilish smirk. I thought so. Jack sat silent for a moment before turning the tables on his brother. At this time of day, they had switched from coffee to other beverages, and Jack reached into his small cooler next to him and pulled out a beer. You have anybody at the moment? No. I, I occasionally date, but... I haven't had anybody serious in a while. Mac reached down to grab his bottle of OJ, hoping Jack wouldn't push the topic. No luck. Why is that? Mac leaned forward and turned the reel while he searched his romantic history. Well, it used to be a combination of work taking me out of the country, but before that, I guess I just had a fear of getting close to anybody in that way. Jack tilted his head, intrigued to hear more. Well, Jack, I, I was pretty much alone most of my life. I mean... Everyone I loved either died or left. Then if I started to get serious with someone, I would end it. There were a few times I let my guard down, but then they broke my heart. Or died, or tried to kill me. Shock jumped from Jack's face. What? 
Mac chuckled at how absurd it must have sounded. Yeah. One was a hired killer who tried to love me off of an assignment. When that didn't work, she tried to blow me up in my boat. Jack put his pole down and leaned in. How did you get out of that? I didn't. I, I was leaning over the side of the boat when it blew. I was thrown free, but blinded for a bit. Jack was trying to piece it all together. And, and then they caught her. Uh, no, not quite. It wasn't until she drove me out in the middle of nowhere to finish the job that it all came to a head. Jack started to understand why he may be hesitant to be vulnerable emotionally. It was something he could relate to. Wow was all Jack could say as he took a swig from his bottle. He had to admit, his brother could tell one heck of a story. Sadly, she wasn't the only one. Mac looked for a reaction. Get out of here, seriously? O'Neill was waiting to be let in on the joke. Yeah, maybe romance isn't for me, hmm? The troubleshooter said, only half kidding. Jack sat silent again, then decided to change the subject. Want to get your stuff out of the car? Mac stretched his legs. Yeah, let's do that. He put his pole down and led Jack along the side of the cabin, up to where he parked the dark blue Ford next to Jack's big black truck. Gave you this one, huh? Glad it wasn't the Volvo. Max smirked as he handed Jack a couple overnight grocery bags and slung his own overnight duffel over his shoulder. What's this? Jack looked to see if he could make out all of its contents. My mom used to say, never show up as a guest empty-handed. Jack looked up for a clue. I brought snacks. Jack squinted suspiciously. It's not any of that healthy soy bean curd type stuff Sean said you eat, is it? Mac's son liked to tease him whenever he'd make an effort to go green for his dinner choices. Mac closed the car door. Nope. Pretzels, granola, power bars... 
Ooh. Have you had the extra toasty Cheez-Its yet? No. Buckle up. Jack could tell his brother was making an effort as well. As they walked from the car to the wooden one-step porch, MacGyver took in all the natural wood that made up the cabin. The chairs made out of raw branches, the wheelbarrow of chopped wood for the fireplace. He even loved the moss that was growing on the roof. Everything just oozed peaceful. As they entered the front door, he was surprised at how clean everything looked. The living room had chairs and a couch with a blanket folded over the back of it. There was a bookcase full of a variety of things to read, and a stone fireplace that sat in the middle of the cabin to break up the sections. Jack took the groceries over to the right where the kitchen counter was as Mac tossed his bag on the couch. It was understood that that's where he was sleeping, since there seemed to be only one bed. As Jack started to unpack the snacks, he continued their earlier conversation. So, you never found the one, huh? Mac was surprised Jack asked such a deep question. He didn't know he was capable. Well, yeah... I mean, we all hope the one we're with is the one, don't we? I think a lot of the times I took relationships for granted and focused on what I wanted to do. My job let me have a vagabond lifestyle where I wasn't tied down to anyone or anything. He slipped off his sweatshirt and rested it on the back of the chair. Jack was filling a bowl with the Cheez-Its Mac mentioned. And now? Well, now it's different. Since Sean showed up, he's been my whole world. I honestly think he helped me grow up. I wouldn't mind a relationship if it was the right one. Jack walked across the floor and handed him the bowl as he tossed a few crackers in his mouth. Mac waited for a reaction. Well? Jack swallowed. You did good. I told you. They both smiled. Not just at the snack, but at the growing comfort between the two. Oh, hey, it's getting dark and we left a lot of stuff out on the dock. Max started towards the door before Jack stopped him. I got it. You unpack and relax. All right. Mac put his hands up in a surrendering gesture as he smirked. As O'Neill made his way off the side of the porch and down to the dock, he realized how comfortable he felt with Mac. He had only just met him a short time ago, 
And despite his world being turned upside down by this new addition in his life, he started to think about what the future could be like. He was somebody's brother and uncle on top of that. Holidays were going to be more exciting, for starters. As he got to the dock, he took a moment to look out at the setting sun. There was a blissful calm that fell over the pond. Nothing to hear but the crickets chirping in the distance. Jack wasn't sure, but he thought he heard something rustling in the tall reeds across the water. He squinted his eyes to make out the outline as it slowly cut through the foliage. It wasn't a deer. That he was sure of. Something told him to quickly make his way to the cabin where he kept his spare weapon. Some would say it was paranoia. Times like this proved them wrong. He was just about to the front porch when three shots rang out and a hot searing bolt went through Jack's thigh. Inside the cabin, Mac jumped up from the chair in the living room and ran to the window. He didn't know where the shots came from, but he saw where they landed. Through the thin glass of the old cabin, he could see Jack face down in the dirt. He had been hit, and he wasn't moving. The MacGyver SG-1 audio series is written, performed, and edited by Mac Jackson. Theme song by Brian Brzezowski. Find us on the Forever Adventure Network, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon under Mac Jackson. Reviews can be left on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and the Forever Adventure Network. Join today. This show is dedicated to Richard Dean Anderson and everyone that's part of the MacGyver and Stargate families. Thanks for joining the adventure. The Forever Adventure Network. Welcome to the adventure. <laughs> <laughs>